Hi, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Revelation Wellness Podcast. All right, before we get you jumped into a recording of a yes or Facebook Live, you can always join me over there. I like having interaction with people as we go live over there, and then I turn it into a podcast over here. And today we're going to be talking about why your weight is not your fault. I want to let you off the hook and not just, I know that's kind of something we like to say a lot, you know, off the hook, let him go, surrender, all that kind of language, but um, we're going to go into the nitty gritty today about why and also getting really honest about what has happened to us, what we carry around in us, and I'm going to be specific today. I'm even going to be um, showing you my cards. I, I really feel, uh, I'll go first. That's how I feel. Um, it's funny, even as I recorded it or was following through or following the Holy Spirit and sharing with you um, the questions. I'm going to ask you 10 questions today that um, not uh, they're not red flags. It's just something that we can be aware of becomes an actual um, chronic lifestyle of where we live in a traumatized state in many ways that we're not healthy and we're not well. And a lot of it goes back to the story of our life. And so we're going to ask you 10 questions today. So stay tuned for that. Uh, towards the end. Um, I'll talk about it in the podcast some more. But mostly what you're talking about today that we felt really compelled to share with you is groundwork more for uh, the journey that we are about to take off on, on September 18th. Now, it is our eight-week faith then food and fitness challenge, but I honestly, it is a movement. It is a movement of people towards the heart of God. We need to go back towards Shalom towards the heart of God, getting back what has been stolen from us. And it's a good place. It's a land of milk and honey, but we do have to move towards it. We have to mobilize. And so join the wellness revelation, the journey. You can do it right now by going to the website for any donation amount. We suggest $10. You will be in on this eight week journey. The podcasts are going to turn that way a little bit for a while. Uh, Whether you get in on the journey or not, you will be blessed, but it will sure make a lot more sense if you do. It also will do work in you. Um, You don't need to work harder. Uh, It is a smarter place, a place of wisdom, of knowledge, where God wants to introduce you to your truest of selves. So that is what this podcast is meant to do, is to set you up for that today. Be sure to go over to revelationwellness.org slash events slash the dash journey and uh, get in on that it will close on september 15th there's all kinds of things that will be offered in that challenge i won't say them all so you can go to the page and read it Uh, but it is important that you sign up like now don't wait you guys i get always get emails of people saying can i please get in can i please get in oh i forgot to send my email oh and it breaks my heart but it is a lot to turn the titanic around so (laughs) please don't delay go over Get in on the challenge so that you are ready to rock and roll and move in this movement with us. We're going to get our freedom back. We're going to get our rights back as sons and daughters of God. Okay? Well, head on over there. The link is in the show notes. And I look forward to talking to you again soon. Have a great day. Peace. All right. So welcome as you're all coming in. I have a topic to talk to you about today. Uh, As far as the journey goes, website, events, any donation amount gets you in. Let me finish my thought there. Any donation amount, you can join us for eight weeks. It's a good seasonal change. It'll wrap up right before the holidays where I would hope you'd have some a new momentum, an ability to enjoy the holidays with 
freedom and wholeness, not control or a desire to comfort yourself either. We can get there together. So go to the website, sign up. Any donation amount, we suggest $10, but you get a Facebook group. You get access with me and a a group of coaches that are going to help kind of facilitate the process of day-to-day. You'll also have revving the words that are made specifically for you. So actual training, actual training, RevWell TV for 45 days. So online training. I mean, there's, again, we just try to think as, as many ways as we can serve you. Um, you'll also be qualified to win Revolution Wellness Instructor Training, which is about a, a $2,000 um, gift. And what else? Man. And then the teachings that will come as well, the weekly Facebook Lives. Okay, so go find out more about that. It's worth it. I mean, any any donation amount, 10 bucks if you can do it. If you can do more. What a fantastic thing. Portion, a healthy portion of those of the money that comes in as a donation will go out uh, to Mercy Ministries, which is helping women um, coming out of any oppressed or um, in recovery situations. So you can go to the website and find out more. Okay, but today, oh, all right, I, I knew I have stuff always kind of stewing around in my heart. And... Um, I wanted to share with you, I actually, I didn't know what I was going to share, but I opened up my notes because I'm always taking notes of things. I go, oh, I want to talk about that. Oh, I want to talk about that. But today, um, what I'm talking about with you, I'm a little, I was kind of like, no, no, Lord, no, this is a rough one. God really in it. But I also knew this needed to be talked about uh, in, sp- in preparation for the journey uh, and also, and the journey is really just God's about to do a work. I really believe that there's a special grace for this time for us to be well. Uh, but we also have to recognize <laughs> we have to become connected to our whole self, our wounded self. Um, maybe the uglier side of our story or the things that we haven't dealt with yet because we kind of go, that was then and this is now. When what if then is really affecting my now because I promise you it is especially if you have struggled with your weight with food with obsessive cycles neglect cycles uh you find you're never enough uh you you just or you really love fitness but it's lost your joy you've lost joy for it you're kind of like it has to be about more uh you're you're just you're our people but we have to talk about some really rough things and um, tomorrow I will be sending out a blog that I really hope you will read. It feels very risky and vulnerable. And I'm a little, to be honest with you, I'm worried that I'm going to make some people mad um, because it's that real and true. And it's going to hit some hard places because we um, self-protection is a go-to for everybody. We all have ways that we self-protect And we need to just kind of open up and be vulnerable to the pain that we feel, the pain that has been done to us, the pain that we've done. And I really, truly believe this is the goal for freedom is in this recognition and release that we need God to come in and heal us. So that is a personal story for me because here's the truth. My personal story, hi, you guys, as you're coming in, I know what it's like to have it together on the surface, but in the inside, just being anxious being sad, feeling mad, feeling bad, or feeling, oh, Kirsty's in the challenge, 
or feeling scared. I know what that's like. Let me just, and I know you know too, because inside of all of us is this ideal person. It's kind of like the person that we, the mom we really wish we could be or the mom we wish we had or the friend that we wish we could be or the friend that we wish we had, um, the wife that we wish we could be or (laughs) the husband that we wish we had, right? We have these places. Oh, all the green hearts are so good. We have these things that we, you can't bury those. What we often do is we, we numb ourselves to them and we say, well, that's just not possible. It's too hard. It's too much. So we try to bury the hope of that because it's too risky. And then we just kind of go through life and figure it out. We kind of survive it and we make the best of it. But what happens, friends, is we create a very uh, unpredictable, chronic, like a chronic unpredictable stress for ourselves because God is always calling us towards our best self in him. Uh, the best, true, free self that we have. He's never giving up on his design. He knows why he made you. He knows the voice, the dreams, the body that you have. It's it's never like he's never said, you know, I'm going to give up on that. Let's just try to get him to heaven. Let's just try to get him saved and then we'll box him up <laughs> and we'll just try to preserve them till their heaven space. No, he's all about pers- perseverance. And perseverance only happens when something comes against your hope or your true nature or your character where you have to persevere. You have to go, no, even though this feels real, I know it's not true because there's a truth that is bigger than my reality. There's a truth and that's that's the, the, the place that where you and God meet. So we, we have to realize I had it on the outside, but on the inside, I knew like I... It felt like, why do I feel crazy? And this is where I always go, Romans 7. Yo, everyone just read Romans 7. You can read Romans 7 and you start to feel more normal because Paul is saying, Paul, the great apostle, Paul, the man who once killed Christians, murdered them, has a revelation of God, like God himself reveals himself, causes him to be blind, changes his heart. He has a 180 shift and turn in his life. He becomes one of the greatest evangelical preacher teachers of all time, wrote 60% of the New Testament. We know his letters that he would um, himself struggle and be like, I do not know the things that I want to do, I don't do. The things that I do want to do, I don't do. What What is it? What is wrong with me? So the, read Romans 7 and you can feel normal because we all have that place. I remember feeling crazy in my marriage. Oh, as a mom thinking, why don't I have more patience? Why am I so short with my kids? And all the while... Loving Jesus, let me say that, going to church, doing my Bible study. I'm doing all the things right. I'm doing the things that I know that I can do, trying to bring and pull healing in for myself, going, what's wrong with me? And listen, we're all going to be in that process. No one gets perfected. But the, per- the process of being, per- or no one gets perfection until we see Jesus, but we can be perfected. And the process of perfection can be seen more as a wild and free adventure than a death march into reluctant submission. Like we can actually go, you know, I'm still a work in progress. I'm going to make mistakes. But when I do, I'm going to be quick to return. I'm going to be quick. I'm, I'm, I'll be right, I'll be right back. Like, hold on a minute. I'm feeling mad. I'm feeling sad. I'm, hold on, hold on. Okay, I'm feeling something. Let me feel this because you're supposed to feel it. 
What the world does is try to numb us, try to say, don't feel it, run from the pain, go to the medication, go to the food, go to the shopping, do, do whatever you have to do to not feel it. When I know that this wellness movement right now is all about us, about us we got to feel again. We have to come online. It's another way the Bible would say, awake, awaken, arise. Don't worry about how messy it's going to get. But unless you arise to what is hurting, painful for you, there is, there is no other way around it. It's the only way through. So I know what that was like. I mean, I'm 46 years old, just came out of a season of two years where I felt like, what is going on? Still doing what I know to do, still kind of, you know, grabbing the scripture, reading, worshiping, doing all the things. But here's what I was not doing, was not recognizing the places where it really wasn't my fault because I like to take control. I like, okay, yes, that happened. Yes, my parents weren't there in that way. Yes, that hurt with my husband. But I, I was like, okay, well, what can I do? What can I do to change it? This is why people just pick up the next diet book and do the next thing because it feels like control. We don't really need control. We need a contrite and broken heart. We need to feel our pain because the answer to our pain is in our pain. I'll, I, this is the side note where I say, I realize I am not a popular message. Be, I won't be the, if you, if you want the popular message, go pick up the bestseller list on the diet books and read about the trends of this or that. And you can kind of stay up here, but I promise you I'm going after, we are really here for the people that have felt captive or like prisoners. Like you go, I just can't get out of it. I just get back. I get stuck again. And it really goes beyond the food. If you're like, you get stuck in your marriage. You get stuck in relationship to whether it's God, yourself, body, or others. You get stuck. I'm stuck again. I say one thing with my mouth, but in my heart, I don't really believe it. That's who we're here for. That's an unbelief. It's a belief. Unbelief. I believe we have so many unbelieving believers. I'm here for the unbelieving believers. Because sometimes the, the believing unbelievers, they almost look like they have it better off because they're, they're just kind of, <laughs> you know what I mean? Where once you get wrecked by the love of God, that's where all the undoing kind of happens and we have to be undone. So I titled today's uh, podcast, uh, or well, today's teaching, that it's not your fault. Like the weight thing is not, it's not your fault. And it reminds me of everyone, you've seen it. If you've seen Goodwill Hunting, it's a great movie. Um, Matt Damon and Robin Williams. And Matt Damon is a boy, a poverty-stricken boy who grew up basically as an orphan, smart as can be, like just a package of talent inside of him, ridiculously smart, but never able to deal with all his childhood pain or wounding or lies he believes. Instead, you just kind of, you box him up and, and you keep going through life. And there's that moment when he's in the counseling office with Robin Williams as a counselor, reluctant at first. He did not want to be there. He was totally rebel face on. But just through daily or through weekly meeting with this with this counselor, who eventually he trusted. That's safety and trust. It's the first thing. There, there's no undoing of the heart unless we feel safe to let it be undone. And we trust the community or the place that we're at to, to go ahead and let that happen. But there's that moment when Robin Williams just, he talks about how abused he was as a child. And then Robin Williams just grabs him and grabs him, holds him and says, it's not your fault. 
it's not your fault. And over and over, and if you've ever seen that line, it almost makes me cry. I believe that's God's message to us right now is to say, it's not your fault. I was there. I was with you. It's not your fault. So that we can, I mean, just in that concept alone, it's not your fault. You can actually breathe again. You can actually take a sigh like, okay, like the weight loss comes because the enemy wants to kill, steal, and destroy. And he doesn't want to do that by lightening your load. He wants you to feel responsible, shameful, filled with shame and regret and anger and bitterness, a lower vibration in the brain. I'm now going to brain science. So we actually call that the lizard brain. It's the limbic part of the brain. It's the lower stem of the brain. And those are all the emotions of fear, of um, striving, of, of uh, guilt, um, gluttony, all kind of those like selfish, self-protect, self-pleasure places. It's a lower part of the brain where real reasoning happens up in the high places of the brain, the prefrontal medial cortex, where you're able to think a logical thought, think a kind action. You can have some reasoning up there. But this place of childhood. So I'm about to, I want to ask you this question. Okay, we're just going to drop a pin. We're going to drop a pin on the places where we have to say or come to a grieving moment of like, Wow, maybe there's more going on because of things that have I've received. Wounds, as John Eldridge calls it, messages of the arrows. Because since you were born, there were arrows pointed at your heart. You know why? Because you have life. The enemy of God is the opposite of life. He hates life. He wants to kill, still destroy. So from the moment you were conceived and the energy of life was in you, it has been proven in studies that if your mother was stressed, they will do a stress test on lab rats where they mate a lab rat, a stressed labbed mother, like a rat mother that's stressed with a non-stressed male who has less stress activity in his brain and tendencies. And the baby, of the mouse will become stressed, receives it from the mother. So whatever... Whatever you were birthed into, and I don't mean like birthing room birthed, conceived in. Whatever you were conceived in, we hear that like that sin was conceived in us the moment we did what we were asked not to do by a loving God. We conceived it. It was birthed in our souls. And then we carried it around generations of generation, carrying sin, Carrying guilt, carrying shame, carrying regret, carrying bitterness, carrying unforgiveness. Like we're just carrying it all around. And what God is trying to do is rewrite the story and give us a new conversation based on all the, the pain that we've had. But we can carry that. We, you're, that's what I'm saying. I know. I know. So I'm just going to ask, what, what was your conception like? Were you conceived in love? Were you conceived in in a shalom place <laughs> two-thirds research shows that two-thirds of people were not two-thirds of people were born into homes with a stress environment whether it was just i mean poverty alone if you were from a poverty household stress we're birthed into this and it becomes what's called epigenetics so epigenetics is another word of saying i'm getting a little sciencey on you it's biology relating to or arising from non-genetic influences. So we know this, another way of saying nurture. 
Nature versus nurture. Nurture. For many of you, and actually I know for all of you who have food control issues or food comfort issues, this is a nurture thing. It's, it's not nature. I mean, there is a nature genetically that some of you are going to have more body fat. That's a nature thing. You can't change it. Where you store your body fat. If it's your thighs, if it's your tummy, if it's your arms, if it's your back, that's just a nature thing. You're not going to be able to change that, although there will be a plastic surgeon nearby who would like to help you with that. But don't try to outsmart your body. Your body knows. <laughs> it's been designed to store some fat. So it's not the nature. It's the nurture thing that we need to look at. The nurture the parts of your biology that has more to do with a within place, or I'm sorry, a without place outside of you than a within place, the DNA that you carry. Come on. I'm, I need to see some hearts or something if that makes sense to you. You know that this goes beyond just, oh, it's my fault. Uh, you know what? I ate too much last week. Oh, it's my fault. I really should have more self-control where we shame ourselves and blame ourselves. So this epigenetics, this nurture place is what God, I mean, that's just so like him. I've said it before. I said it to my publisher of the book. You know, if people just really knew how loved they are by God, all the self-help books would be gone. We wouldn't need any of them. We would just go to books to learn things, like learn great, new, exciting things. We wouldn't need the help of man. We would know because love casts out all the fear, casts out all those things that keep us in the limbic brain, in the reptile brain. So epigenetics. Uh, I'll read from a book. I'm actually going to ask you guys 10 questions. So stay tuned. I probably should have said this at the beginning. You need to hear these 10 questions because if you answer yes to two or three of these questions, one, you need to be in the journey. One, get the book. No, one, let me rewrite this. One, keep hanging out with us because I don't care what you do, but you need to have this conversation with God. Two, get the book. Three, join the journey because this is really what we're going to get after. God wants to return you back to your good design. You're his kid. He loves you. He's never, ever meant anything but good for you. What Satan tried to use to destroy you or your family line, God will turn and shame the devil with. I love that. He is put to open shame with our story, with our testimony, that we can go, man, I almost was dead in the water. Let me just say for a minute, I am a 46-year-old woman who without Jesus, I can absolutely guarantee you I would be married about three times by now absolutely 100% guarantee. I know it to the core of me because it was always everyone else's fault. If only my husband would, if only people knew, if only, man, I spent so much time rattling that cage, trying to tame that beast. Doesn't happen. It was in me, within me, the nurture, the epigenetics in me. Our biology will become, or our biography, the story becomes our biology. And I was just repeating the biography in my biology. So this book called Childhood Disrupted, I've been stuck on it for a while. It's a great book. I wish I could tell you who the author is, but there's only one book called Childhood Disrupted. You should be good. Um, here's something uh, from the book talks about cuts. Child uh, cuts, C-U-T-S, um, stands for chronic, unpredictable, toxic stress. That we all have these adverse childhood experiences. We all do. Nobody, nobody gets through life without having, um, with like, you know, Ozzy and Harriet, 
It's not perfect. We've all had some adverse childhood experiences, some of us more than others, some of us at a higher place. And when it happens, this adversity seems to be consistent. We receive these things called CUTS. They just call them, it's an acronym for Chronic Unpredictable Toxic Stress. That goes back to your life. So I ask you, did you grow up in a home where you felt on edge? Did you grow up in a home where you felt unseen? Did you grow up in a home where you didn't feel loved? Whether or not, and let me just say this, let me say this a second. You could have come from the loveliest of homes, but you believed the lie that you weren't loved or you weren't seen. Because that's why, let's all just take our parents off the hook, can we? Let's all take our parents and our parents' parents. And let's take everyone, take the world off the hook. So we can reason and just realistically look at the life story. Look at the generation of sin that is happening. Because we're all fighting. If we're fighting people, we're fighting the wrong enemy. It's, it's a spiritual battle. So we, can, we have actual full participation in that. I can get in in the spirit world and fight what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling, what am I agreeing with, what am I hoping for, what am I praying for, what am I persevering about, right? I actually turn that momentum every day or I don't. I get to choose life or death every day. That's why the whole new age world goes, oh, it's so, you know, they notice when someone is spirits light or someone is joyful. Yes, because they're connecting to something they can manifest. You can choose and become and it becomes more appetizing. So we have to let everyone off the hook so that we can look at our life in a very kind of a reasonable way. Like, let's just be reasonable with it without panicking. Now, but the problem is, let me read from the book. It says here, listen to this. Um, it says, early stress causes changes in the brain. So remember I talked about if you grew up, some of you were conceived in stress. I know that I was. I know that I was conceived by a mother who was not sure if she was loved. I know it because she's 70 years old today and still does not know. I love her, but she does not know this yet. <laughs> So I know that. I know that kind of stress, that kind of uncertainty, that kind of, you know, if we can't create that, if we're not birthed into that nested environment, then we're already in a, in a toxic bath in some way. And stress, we know that stress is 95% in all illness and disease, is 95% related to stress. It's a stress issue. That's why I say we need to practice stillness, quiet, refashion our brain for stillness, a brain that's like water and less like ice, right? Like we can actually have peace. Turn off your phones. Turn off all the buzz, the whiz of the world. We have to do that more. So go listen to other podcasts. I talk about that a lot. But today I'm talking about reasoning with our past a little bit, dropping a pin. It says here, early stress, whatever age, conceived in your home, three or five, causes changes in the brain that reset the immune system. This is why we see autoimmune disorders. Like, why, did, why are my bones aching? Why, am I, why do I have rosacea? Why do I have psoriasis? Our skin is our first line of defense. So noticing those type of skin diseases. Or skin, I mean, it's like a modern day leprosy in some way for people. Like, they go, why? Why am I skin? Shingles, things like that. Our bodies are trying to tell us something. It's stressed inside. I've been in a toxic bath for 46 years. Early stress causes changes in the brain that reset the immune system so that either you no longer respond to stress, shutting down, or you respond in an exacerbated way, big, and can't shut off that stress response. 
the fight or flight. I've talked about this in the amygdala, part of the brain. So if we're born in a chronic, unpredictable, toxic environment where we're just like, I don't know. Does he seem, does my dad, will my dad provide? Will he protect, right? Just kind of heightened inflammatory buzz about us at a young age. Kids are smart. They feel it. They sense it. They know. Then it'll start to actually affect our brain, which shuts off a natural ability to release hormones of serotonin, um, dopamine, the, the ones that are kind of the feel good, right? Um, this is all related, you guys. I'm telling you. It's the mind, the heart, the body, the skin. All of it is trying to tell us something. Epigenetics. Remember I talked about biological, I'm sorry, yeah, biology relating to uh, our influences, like our circumstances, the home that we grew up in, the culture that we are around, even the um, the air that you breathe. If you if you were near, you know, in a more of a, a like um, you know, just unclean air. I mean, anyway, smoking or smoking environment, any of that. Epigenetic changes occur when early environmental influences, both good and bad, permanently alter which genes become active in the body. Do you understand why this, a lot of this is not your fault? It's just the story you were birthed into. But here's the good news. You are God's story. You're God's story. Your days, every single day was written in his book. Every day. So nothing's a surprise to him. But we run from the thing that hurt. Instead, he's saying, I want to invite you back to understand how this was actually for the greatest testimony on earth. You are a miracle. You're a miracle. And when you know you're a miracle, then you actually begin to repopulate more miracles. You produce more miracles. A miracle births miracles. Amen? I know now I am a miracle. My children are a miracle. My marriage is a miracle. But because I allowed God to go back and tell me, truth of my biography so that it no longer became my biology the way that I would respond to my kids or the way that I thought in a moment's notice all right so I am now going to ask you 10 questions this is actually a test that you can take on um on um oh gosh now I'm adverse childhood experiences so if you and now I said two-thirds of the population has it would be yes to two or more of these questions. Two or more of these questions. If you can do one, you're probably doing okay. If you get two of these questions, you would be considered someone who most likely grew up with chronic, unpredictable, toxic stress. And you carry it around it with you right now. And you actually are carrying it in a way that you it's affecting how you make your decisions every day. It's affecting the dreams and the desires that probably cause more stress for your life you're just getting more of what you got if you're unrecognizing this all right lord jesus here we go because these are big questions that's why when i read this i was like oh god really lord yes really this is the groundwork for the journey and this is the groundwork for true healing all right prior to your 18th birthday wait before i go any further i'm going to give you a chance to share this podcast or share this facebook because somebody needs to come in here Somebody needs to come in and, and hear these 10 questions. And if you answer more than one, you get, it's kind of like you can get a one and still, you know, the goodness of the Lord. And I hope there's a lot of one people. I hope there's a lot of one, but I have a feeling. I just, I think we're so disconnected from ourselves now and we're, and mothers are birthing, mothers who are disconnected from themselves are birthing 
children that are disconnected from themselves and we got to get back to Shalom. Okay, first question. And just count on your fingers. <laughs> uh, did a parent or another adult in the household often, so often or very often, swear at you, insult you, put you down or humiliate you? Or act in a way that made you afraid that you might be physically hurt? Yes or no? Okay. I'll be honest with my life with you as I go through. Did a parent not try to... Um, no, I'm okay. I'm, I'm, no one really swore humiliate, but some of you, yes. So answer right away. I won't answer mine until you've done yours. Second question. Did a parent or another adult in the household often or very often push, grab, slap, or throw something at you or ever hit you so hard that you had marks or were injured? That's a yes for me. Hang on. Third question. Did an adult or person at least five years or older than you ever touch or fondle you or have you touch their body in a sexual way or attempt to touch you or touch you inappropriately or sexually abuse you? Okay. I don't have actual touch, but I was exposed to so much pornography, a lot, that I know that it messed with my own biology. So I kind of gave myself a little something there because they don't ask about that. This test, I believe it should be added in there because it's a whole nother violation of, of, of design and sexuality. So there's that question. Uh, fourth, did you often or very often feel that no one in your family loved you or thought you were important or special or tell you that your family members didn't look out or did you feel that none of your family members looked out for one another feel close to one another or support one another that's a three for me that's a yes um did you often or very often feel that you didn't have enough to eat had to wear dirty clothes and had no one to protect you or that your parents were too drunk or too high to take care of you or take you to the doctor if you needed it? Yes or no? Well, I love that you guys on Facebook are saying you're out there. Vulnerability. I sure hope you would do it in flesh and blood though. Um, I'm kind of a yes there. So that's, that's because I, I just, you can just kind of go off of your instinct, go, well, maybe not specifically like this, but there's kind of a permeating connection to it. Just make note of that. Uh, was a biological parent ever lost to you through divorce, abandonment, or another reason? Mm-hmm. Okay. I would say yes to that for me. Was your mother or stepmother often or very often pushed, grabbed, slapped, or have something thrown at her? Or was she sometimes often or very often kicked, bitten, hit with a fist, or hit with something hard, or even repeatedly hit over the course of at least a few minutes, or threatened with a gun or a knife? True questions, right? Um, I think this goes to, there was physical violence in my home. 
more out of a restraining thing. Like my parents would get in physical fights a lot. And then my dad would have to restrain and fight. There was a lot of fighting. So like full on. Never good. Um, next question. There's three more. Did you live with anyone who was a problem drinker or alcoholic or who used street drugs? I didn't, but I did have a father who was, I know it sounds crazy, but he was a sex addict. He was not home ever. <laughs> not Well, he was sometimes. So addiction. I always go, did addiction steal the presence of a parent? Was a household member depressed or mentally ill, or did a household member attempt suicide? Yeah, that's a yes for me. And this final one, did a household member go to prison? That's a yes for me. So you could see, <laughs> let me just take a minute here. I'm laughing because she can laugh at the days not only to come, but that were. This is a story of a miracle of what God's done. Now, if you're kind of sitting in the despair of it, that's okay. Totally okay and appropriate. And God wants to meet you there in the ability to grieve and move through the pain. That the story is not your biology. The biography is not your biology. And that we can rewrite. Yeah, Stephanie had seven. So here's my deal. Here, here's what I say to all of this. This is why the wellness revelation, this is why the, the ministry Revelation Wellness exists. This is why the book was written. These are the bigger issues. Like if you're a one on here, uh, you still would have a great, and you love Jesus, you're still gonna learn a lot coming through this. But if you were more, if you had a two, everyone's putting their numbers up in, in Facebook. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? Want to know something crazy? I asked my husband these questions. He was a one. I don't even know. He almost barely could even say one to any of them. And you know what? It's true. It's true. <laughs> like I, was, I know his family. If anything, his family, he's British. His family didn't have a lot of emotion. So there's some things there for him. So even if stuff wasn't listed here, but you still feel, how about this? If you just feel disconnected from the love of God, because all these things here just correlate to how you love and feel loved by God, do you? Because you're afraid, you have chronic stress, you you don't really trust him. Is he safe? Is he kind? Is he going to be good to me? It's all projected onto God. However you saw your mom and your dad gets projected onto God. And that becomes the place that we either are stunted. Because God, will, in his mercy... God goes, and we're all going to go that far. You're going you're, you're gonna to stay stuck right here until I can have your attention and we can move through this in a way that restores the ancient ruins. It doesn't devastate or destroy them. It actually restores them so that you have a living testimony. Living. To this proof, love my parents today. I love them. We have a hilarious, funny, loving relationship. We've come through much. They're still broken. They still need Jesus. I still need Jesus. But there's mercy and there's grace and there's forgiveness. And my goodness, without what the life I lived, I wouldn't be here now. And I wouldn't get to tell the bigger tale that is fitness and food. That is our bodies. It's a really good design. No matter what shape you are, it's a really good design right now. Healthy and whole. All right. That was a long one. I'm going to wrap it up because I, I want, I try to keep the podcast to under an hour. Um, all that, watch it, go back to the beginning or listen to the podcast. If you answered yes to any of those questions, 
or you're just fascinated to find out how God can rewrite this, set you free to love him and love yourself well and love others, I promise you, you're a miracle. You're God's story. You're a miracle. And I can't wait to see how he rewrites it because that's what he does. He turns the page. You still get the pages in the book. He's not going to burn the book. The book is the book. It's a good story. We all love a good story. We love movies where there's adversity, where there's tension and people come through. We love a hero. (laughs) And there's no hero. There's no good without bad. And there is bad. But you know what? Bad doesn't get the final say. Suffering doesn't get the final say. Good will have it. God wins. I know love wins is a big thing, but God wins. He's going to win. He's already won. So I want to invite you to come and join us. That's a big message today, but it is the message of why it's not your fault. And I hope it gives you an exhale uh, that you feel like a recipient of grace, that you feel like a recipient of hope. And here's the other thing, yo, you are not going to sprint across this line in the next eight weeks, but you are going to walk. I am absolutely convinced. I'm starting to see more and hear more of them. Some of our biggest transformation stories are starting to come to the surface now. It's been seven years. It's been seven years. (laughs) Like in terms of big, as in they've lost hundreds of pounds because it has been a slow and steady walk in the same direction. Not jumping on and off a bandwagon to the next fad and this, that, and my, and not to say any of those, there's still good research in science and food. Yes, but it is not your God thing. It is not going to save you. It is not going to transform your heart and set you free. This transforms your heart and sets you free so that you can follow the Holy Spirit in whatever direction. Maybe you, some will eat meat, some will not. Some will like a protein supplement, some will not. It's all good, but you can do it in a way that leads your heart to a better, freer space than just reluctant submission. That is not the gospel. Reluctant submission is not the gospel. It is a freedom invitation into a wild and free adventure following God. All right. Uh, okay, so go to the website, revelationwellness.org slash events. You will see the journey. Sign up. It closes on September 15th. Yo, everyone, September 15th. All right, let me pray for you. Everyone take a deep breath in. And exhale. So Lord, we thank you so much that your story for us is still being written. Thank you, God, that the ink is still wet today. (laughs) Thank you, God, that um, you also erase, Lord, the shame, the fear, the guilt from the story, that it becomes a testimony, Lord, of your faithfulness, your goodness, your kindness, Lord. And now, God, I speak to bodies that have been beaten up, God. They have um, built walls of protection around them, God. Uh, to keep out, <laughs> keep out violations, Lord. So, Lord, we drop those walls in Jesus' name. We come, we just circle it with praise and thanksgiving and say, drop the walls. Walls come down and that the King of Kings can come in. God, we ask that your love would in- increase on us in this message. The wisdom would come in the middle of the night, Lord. You'd open um, more eyes to see and ears to hear that our daily life comes from a place of delight and desire. Um, And not from drudgery, God. It is not a reluctant uh, discipline that we do, God. We are grateful to be your children and that you're loving us into wholeness, into newness of life. We say that the new is here and the old is gone. God, we thank you for the healing that you are bringing into our minds. 
We uh, command stress to leave in Jesus' name, the way stress has cut us and left marks. In Jesus' name, you'd your shalom and your peace enter the stressful places. Invade the darkness, God, with your marvelous light. Ha, bodies be healed. Autoimmune disorders, you must leave in Jesus' name, that the King of Kings is here. Restore bodies, restore blood cells, Lord, restore the myelin, the lining around the nerves, restore our brains that we can respond in peaceful, reasonable way. God, we are reasonable people. In Jesus' name, we have knowledge. And God, I pray for an increase of stillness, solitude, silence. Minds like water, God. Minds like water. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, that's it. I got to go. I got a podcast interview. I love you guys.